Hello, welcome to Lit KC. I'm your host, Jason Prue. Today my guest is Samantha Slupsky. She's a poet, mental health advocate based out of KC. She serves as the executive director of Poetic Underground. She's the slam master of Kansas City Poetry Slam and the co-director of Chameleon Arts. Sam's debut poetry collection, What Sits Between My Veins, was published by EMP Press in 2017. And Samantha's currently on tour with her Swallow Sadness tour. I think she's in Portland this weekend, and she'll be back in KC and then hitting some other areas around the country throughout the month of April. So go check her out if you have a chance. Samantha is a little under the weather from uh, the earlier parts of her tour, so she coughs a little bit during this interview, but it's not too bad at all. I want to thank her for being a trooper and chatting with me despite her sore throat. We talk a little bit about the slam poetry scene and how weird it is to compete with your art. Um, We talk about what it means to, to hustle, how... Hard it can be to be a woman in the poetry scene. And it was a pleasure talking with her. She's an up-and-comer. She's got a lot of things on the burner. And it's uh, neat to watch someone work so hard and have quite a bit of success. There's a cat on the chair right in front of me that is sleeping. And it is taking every ounce of self-restraint not to pet the damn cat. I don't want to wake her up. She was out all night hunting, gallivanting, whatever cats do at night. You know, if you've seen the Aristocats, you know what cats do at night. It's no good. She's sleeping it off now. Must have been quite a bender. Here is Samantha Slupsky. The first time that they were actually going to come, but since, like, Fayetteville's a college town, they everybody that I know out there is in school, and, like, right now it's getting close to finals yeah. time, and so everybody was like... I would love to come, but also if you don't go, it's fine because I have a lot of studying to do. I was just wondering how the so, lit scene was down there. I don't know anybody. I don't really know a whole lot of... I Like, I don't know any poets down there. The only people I know down there are from high school. Um, but, like, I only know one poet there, and he's the dude that um, runs the show. He's bringing you down, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but... Where'd you go to high school? Shawnee Mission North. No shit, so you're KC mm-hmm. born and bred? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Have you I, ever tried to leave? Um, no. I mean, I would really like to, um, eventually. But like, I have a freaking tattoo of Missouri on my arm, so it's kind of like I'm tethered here in some way or another. But I also have no problem in leaving if something like draws me. Presented to itself. Yeah. yeah. Your family still around here? Um. Yeah, but I don't talk to them. Not too so. into the family thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Would you have a rough growing up, or was it just like, ah, I'm getting older? Um, my family is just like really toxic and yep. abusive, and I just am like, I don't need you around. So. No, you have to go through that stuff, you know? Yeah. My wife went through that kind of early in her life, and yeah. then later in her life, too, after her mom passed away. Yeah. She just kind of realized, you people are not good for me. Right, you know, yeah. Not all of them, but right. of the majority of them. She's got, she's got four brothers, two Jeez. she totally gets along with, two. Yeah. And even her pops to an extent. She's yeah. like, no, you're not someone that's good in my life. So. Yeah. I mean, like, and I've been working, the, especially the past few years, like really unpacking a lot of that stuff. Um, even I, today I had therapy and I unpacked a lot of really hard stuff. Um, but it's just, I, for me, just like currently, uh, it's just better for me to keep them like yeah. as far away as possible. Is that what a lot of your writing gets into? 
Um, it's starting to more and more. Yeah. I, I mean, like, the beginning of my writing, like, to be honest, was just me talking about how sad I was about boys. <laughs> like. Oh, the great art that comes yeah, out of being was, love lore. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I loved this dude, and now he broke my heart. Here's a poem about it. Um, that was, like, the majority of the big, like, the very, like, even before I even stepped on a stage, like, just in my, like, journal or whatever, I was just like, I'm gonna write about how sad I am, about how heartbroken I am, and... You well, know. I read somewhere what well, your moniker is the queen of. Well, how about your name? Your tour is Swallow, Swallow Sadness. Sadness. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and how like, does one go about that, Sam Sloopsy? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like whenever I first started think, because I for some reason was so obsessed about titling my tour, and I think that comes from being inspired by a lot of like Texas poets because that's apparently like a Texas poet thing. Like, oh no, shit. Really, they t- they title their tours, um, and I was like, I have to do that. And I think it does, because I am inspired by a lot of the people that are in Texas. I was like, I need to be that or whatever. Um, But um, really, like, whenever I was first naming the tour and, like, thinking about it, I was like, what message do I kind of want this whole set and story and whatever to present itself as? And, like, that hilariously has changed throughout the tour, which is as to be expected. Yeah. Um, the more and more you perform the same work over and over again, the it changes, which I didn't think it would, but it definitely has. Um, but like, I, my like last poem in my set is this poem about like, how I like hid a really big part of my life from a lot of different people, um, just as like self-preservation. Um, just actually hid things about my family. Um, from like the people that I was actually the closest with, yeah. um, just out of self-preservation. Um, and like, I just always felt like I had to keep it down. Um, I like couldn't talk about it at all. And so that was like really what the beginning of my set really is like talking about like how I like swallow all of the sadness and swallow all this trauma. And I have another poem in my set about like how I, because I have such a hard time, like, quote-unquote, coughing up the trauma or whatever, like, it just kind of rests inside of me until it comes out, and when it comes out, it's, like, a violent thing, um, just, like, emotionally violent. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so that was really what that, like, title was about. I was, like, it kind of has, like, a dual meaning, like, like, me swallowing my own sadness and, like, dealing with it, but also, like, learning how to allow other people to like kind of swallow it for me yeah um and like putting out there you're giving them something to eat on yeah Yeah. exactly so metaphors i don't know whatever poet things (laughs) it's what Um, you're in this business for yeah talk to me a little bit about your set does it is it pretty straightforward do you have room for mixing things in and out do you feel like you can do that based on an audience that you see yeah i well i i have a little bit harder time reading audiences i'm still not I'm, like, so blacked out, kind of, whenever I'm about to perform, I, like, don't even notice what's going on around me, um, which is probably not a good thing, but that's okay. Um, but, like, my first show at Uptown North Bar, um, I, like, had this, like, arc of a story, um, and, like, throughout this tour so far, I've, like, pretty, been pretty good at, like, keeping to that, because to me it makes sense, um, but, like, the beginning of it is, like, talking about just, like, how I experience 
just like walking through life as like being a 24 year old um because like that's a super weird part of life um like it's a very I would consider probably like I feel like everyone talks about your teenage years being super formative but I feel like my early 20s so far have been like the most formative for me late teens early 20s were definitely that for me yep yeah um and so I like my first poem like really talks about that um and I've actually totally rewritten that poem since I started my tour which is great but it still has the same um like kind of structure yeah same structure um and then I like go like one step one like level deeper of like what it is to be like a woman and I talk a lot about just like my experiences that like primarily like I write a lot of period poems because that's what I connect to like womanhood um and like my relationship with that has been super strange um just like growing up and so I like have been writing about that and then I transitioned into like what has been to being a woman and like the political climate that we're in now and how horrible that is and how infuriating it has been um especially in poetry um because like being a woman in poetry it's like annoying sometimes um because we just like have all these men trying to talk about our experiences a lot of the time and it's super infuriating um and then I just like completely transition out of that and then go into like how I have anxiety (laughs) um but so I just like kind of go like levels deeper each like each poem is just a level deeper into my personal experience um and so yeah I like talk about my anxiety what it looks like how it's affected me um and not to give too much away but how do you tie it all together at the end um so that's the last poem is basically like a big release of like here's all of the like the beginning of my set is like here's my whole experience all of this tension within my experience and then like the last poem is just like me kind of unpacking that little by little um like here is all of this really difficult stuff, but also I'm really, it really at the end of it, it's like I'm thankful that I have the people around me to help me carry all of this yeah. stuff um, because that's more so I think what I believe poetry is about. It's just like connection. Um, I feel like every poet feels that way more so than just like our personal experiences and how we write through that, but like how we can connect to each other through that um I mean that's why I feel like poets go on tours because a we're all vain in some sense and we just want to like be seen but also like there is something so awesome about just like going around and sharing your story and then hearing other people's stories it is there's something Um, really powerful about it's primitive too yeah you know it's a real primitive uh sense of what it is to be a human to share something like that and then have it reciprocated yeah but I've also been like very overwhelmed by it um, are, are, so you're finding pretty receptive audiences and not only that like folks are like it's draining you <laughs> yeah yeah it is, I mean it's really people have been really receptive so far um, I'm more so just blown away that people like are welcoming, welcoming me into their space anyway like that's really because um, I like it's still just so weird to me that this is happening <laughs> I'm like in it and I feel like I'm going to look back a month from now and be like oh um, like I'm not the type of person where things hit me right away and yeah. I like to take time to process, process it. <laughs> um, and so like in the midst of it, I like, am not really feeling a whole lot, but it's still really, really cool. Um, but it's been really more, so I guess I'm just feeling overwhelmed. Um, 
in good and bad ways, like yeah. overwhelmed that people are being so receptive and being so kind. Um, but also being like surprised that by me being so vulnerable and opening up my story has beautifully welcomed other people to feel safe to do so um, with their own story. Like I've had people come to me after shows and like tell me some really dark stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Thank you for telling me, but also I don't know how to hold this. Yeah, right I now. think that's a big difference between like a someone who may be in a in a paint a painter or musician. Yeah. Like you're not getting those kind of stories back uh-uh. and forth. When you really touch an emotional vein, yeah, and then they feel like, hey, I kind of know you now, mm-hmm. which is great, and I love that about it. I mean, I don't think I would want to be in an art form where you couldn't have that exchange. Um, but it there oftentimes like. If there's a night where I'm just like particularly in my feels, like that's really overwhelming. Um, like having someone up come, like I had someone come up to me and tell me that both of their parents are terminally ill, and I was like, I don't know how what to say. Um, I'm so sorry, and I was just like, can I hug you? And she was like, yes, that's all I want. And I was like, great. Then that's the moment that we can have together. Yeah. Um, but that, that type of stuff is like really overwhelming and I don't think that that's stuff that I really expected um, while traveling, but it's like been the greatest, most terrifying surprise. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's pretty neat to hear. How much more of, you have another two to three weeks that you're going uh-huh. on? I have five more shows. Yeah, I have two in Portland, two in Texas, one in Denver. Are you flying out to Portland then? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, I'm flying the. I've so the first leg of tour I drove everywhere and now I'm flying everywhere because it's much further distances and I don't think my little car would make it. So yeah, make it, yeah. <laughs> the struggle, you know. So have you always been a writer? Oh yeah, um, definitely. Always poetry or short stories? Um, I don't even think I, I wouldn't call it any of that. I think I just wrote just down Just write, 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 yep. Um, I think I just um, always wrote stuff down just because it was easier for me to make a really big thought smaller. Um, while I put it, if I put it on the page, I was like, okay, well, I can manage this thought. Um, but I mean, my artistic practice started off as a visual one. Um, like... In high school, I was really, really into photography. Um, I was like totally set in the fact that I was going to be a visual artist because yeah. that was, um, to me, seemed the most accessible, which now I'm like, that's wrong, <laughs> in my opinion. I'm like, I um, think writing is much more accessible for a lot of people just in terms of like telling stories um, in a more like blunt and vulnerable way. Like, you know, you can take a picture and like give a vague snippet into a moment, um, which I guess poems are that way too, but I feel like you can um, just get more into the details that you may not be able to with like a photograph or a painting or whatever. Um, And I feel like other people probably don't feel that way, but that's how I feel. Um, Because I did photography and I was like, it's amazing that I can document this one single moment, but Nobody knows how I felt before I took that picture or after I took that picture. But in a poem, I can 
talk about that moment, but then also talk about how I feel before or after or a year later. And that's or, really important to you, though, to yeah. get that sense of I, like, this is what my experience in this yeah. moment is about. Yeah. Yeah, but not even just, like, I mean, I try really hard not to write about other people's experiences ever. Yeah. Um, because that's just, like, not my narrative to tell. Um, but I feel like it's specifically, like, in terms of just being a woman, like, I feel like, you know, you can take a picture of, like, okay, like, for example, like, you can take a picture of, like, a woman, like, taking a tampon out or something, and, like, you have that snippet of that moment, but you don't know, like, how that feels, or what that necessarily, like, what her experience with that is, um, but, like, in my poem, I, like, talk about how I didn't learn how to use a tampon until I was 21 years old. And I talk about how like shameful that was and like how I um, felt a lot of like anger towards my mother for never teaching me that lesson. And like, so I got to unpack all of those like smaller moments within this like a big moment in a poem that you like can't do in a photograph or like you can do but you kind of have to make it up in your head like it seems like yeah you're, you're not going to get this it's way more ambivalent about yeah. the story your your viewer is going to bring yeah to the image you're presenting yeah and i think that's like i for me for art that's really important is being able to like get the story about the moment um and getting the details about the moment because that's the the details are what people relate to like obviously we can relate to big picture stuff but like it just makes it that much more intimate being able to talk about the small details because if a human can relate to another human about the smallest detail like that creates a whole new level of intimacy that like I think is really really important for like connection yeah so did you go to college for photography um I Went for one semester. I hate school <laughs> a whole lot. But it only took you one semester to figure that out. Did you just go because you thought that's what you had to do? Yeah, yeah. as all eighteen-year-olds do. For I sure. feel like um, me and school have a really like horrible relationship because I know it's something that um, is useful and can open doors but it's also something extremely anxiety inducing for me because um, just like being in classroom settings is inherently terrifying for me anyway yeah. um, but but I like see the um, value in it <laughs> so. And so what made you decide to get up on a stage <laughs> I was the type of writer that was like, I would write in my journal all the time, but then like if someone wanted to read it, I'd be like, no, you're not allowed. Um, and one day I was hanging out with this uh, friend of mine named Andrew and he uh, it's actually a, he like does rap. He, um, and he's really good at it. Um, he's a really good singer, um, good performer. And what, one day I was like, oh yeah, I write too. He was like, what, let me see. And I was like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> he was like, I'll rap for you if you show me your work. And I was like, okay, like, let's, I guess we can exchange art. I've never done this before. I don't know, whatever. And, like, I was super self-conscious about it. And then he read it, and he was like, Sam, this is so good. And I was like, thank you. You know, not knowing how to take a compliment. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you seriously should 
breed this somewhere. Um, and at this point, I was really writing about my anxiety and um, actually at this point I was writing about my relationship to God and how frustrating that was um, because I had just gotten broken up with a guy because I didn't believe in God. And so uh, he was just like, I feel like a lot of people could relate to this. And I had heard about open mics and all of this stuff for a while, but I had never thought I would be on a stage, especially because my only interaction with public speaking was me um, attempting to write a graduation speech for my high school and reading it in front of my English class and like almost vomiting the whole time. So that was like the only time I'd ever read it. Oh yeah, someone who's prone to anxiety, it's like you don't expect, <laughs> yeah. although you know, you hear a lot of folks with anxiety, like they push themselves to mm -hmm. that to try to. Yeah. Um, and this was also a time where, this was December of 2015, and I was like feeling super unnoticed, super invisible, like not loved or cared for or anything, to be honest. Um, I was like probably at one of my lowest of the lows. Yeah. And so I was like trying to figure out different ways to get people to notice me. Um, which sounds super depressing, and it was really depressing, but it ended up being a very amazing thing um, because it was awesome. Like, I just wrote like a status on my Facebook that was like, hey, I'm like reading poetry at Uptown Arts Bar tonight. Come hang, whatever. Um, and like 15 of my friends showed up. Um, and that was like a moment for me of like, oh wow, like people actually do care about what I have to say. And that was like really, really important for me in that moment um, to like know that there were people that cared about me. You've been doing this long enough now to know that 15 folks at a poetry reading I alone know. is pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was incredible. I was so blown away. Um, and it's funny now because a lot of, most of the people that came to that reading I don't even talk to anymore, which is, says so much about how fast life can change but so I just I went on a Wednesday night and I just never stopped going um every single week I would post on Facebook hey I'm going hey this open mic is happening I was basically was like I didn't know it but I was like free promotion for arts bar and like poetic underground um not even understanding what kind of that it was like actually kind of an organization that was like had been around for six plus years yeah. um and I just started going and never stopped. And then made a bunch of really important and amazing friends and connections and really found that I had a voice that mattered um, and that people related to. Well, and you found um, your people too. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that's that artist bar scene. Yeah. Is the, what they've cultivated there. It's amazing. It's pretty unique and amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, and now I'm like really, it's been amazing too because I just, I'm in charge of it now, uh, which I don't even like saying that because really everybody else who's there is in charge of it. I just kind of you like... You facilitate. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of like oversee and like yep. make sure it all lines up. Make sure that, it runs smoothly. That no like weirdo comes in or, you know, nothing horrible is said on stage. <laughs> um, I'm kind of... I like to think of myself as like the voice of reason when no one else can <laughs> be because um, that definitely has happened before but um, yeah so it's just it's been a really awesome 
thing learning that I can exist on a stage and that like that's not um that my work doesn't just have to live on a like in a journal um but also like at first when I first performed it was horrible there's a video of it on Facebook and I'm like shaking and I like I'm so quiet in the mic and I don't know how to talk on a mic I've never talked on a mic in my life um and I'm just like reading this poem about how like how my ex-boyfriend pissed me off it's like so hilarious um and then it just transformed into like this experience that like I'm now, it's like a whole, it's like a whole new way of unpacking, um, parts of myself that I like never had a space to unpack. Um, and then like, I also have never had the opportunity con to connect with other people in a way like this before. Yeah. Um, well now you're also helping, like say, facilitate other people mm, connecting to yeah. other folks, which is like yeah. the ancillary benefit of mm -hmm. becoming an organizer like that. Yeah. I think the weird thing is like I've on a I've like done a couple interviews and another question that I was asked was like what was your life before you went to arts bar and I was like I literally don't remember um, and it's like one of those lame it feels like one of those lame things like oh I don't know what my life was like before you and like but it's seriously how it feels um, like it changes you being in an environment like that because um, you come into contact with so many different narratives outside of yourself and like it's impossible to think about anything before that in my opinion like, well it's an artist bar too so it's like yeah. all the people that are there are they're working there they're trying to make their stuff they're coming in there they're making stuff right it's neat right right I also think it's like really important too because like I grew up in Johnson County I grew up in like the widest county in Kansas, probably like the one of the richest, like most privileged counties. Um, and like, I grew up very poor, <laughs> um, which was horrible. Um, but it's also, very hard to be the poor person in Johnson County. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, everybody would like be like, oh, you go to Shawnee Mission North. Oh, okay, we we know what's what that means. Um, which, if you don't know what that means, that means that you're poor. Um, <laughs> And, like, so having that narrative all the time was just, like, awful. But, like, also understanding that I still live in a place of privilege um, and, like, lived in a place of, like, primarily white people um, and not understanding for so long that that in and of itself was a privilege. Um, and then, like, entering into a space like Arts Bar that opens up so many different narratives. Um, it opens up a window into many different walks of life that I didn't even know existed. Um, has been like so incredible for me because I probably would have just kept inside that bubble and like not seen different spectrums of life. And that like, that makes me want to vomit a little bit to think about that there are so many people that are stuck inside like their kind of box and are really terrified to walk outside of it, you know? So what is being in that scene in particular done to, to expand your, your interest in, in the city as a whole? Mm -hmm. Um, that's an interesting question. Um, I think that I have learned within this experience and like 
being in that community in general um, is to, I've learned like when it, when to like sit down and let other people talk. Um, which I know probably sounds kind of ridiculous, um, but I feel like just inherently as humans, we all want to be the ones who are talking. <laughs> Like, we all want to be able to tell our story, and we all think that our story is important, which it is, but I think so often we have a hard time just, like, shutting up and listening, um, and not even just, like, listening, but hearing um, what other people have to say, and I think without this community, I would not have gained that skill and that's a skill that I'm still working on there are so many times where I still find myself getting like frustrated like with just um listening and hearing um, because some of the things that you hear is are are difficult yeah and things that you didn't know and it's like really hard to admit that like you are wrong or you're um just like straight up uneducated um, and ignorant about a certain subject. Um, and so I think I've just like been a part of a really amazing community that has like been open to those types of conversations and like been open to talking about what it is to exist within different intersections in life, um, whatever that may be, because there's so many. <laughs> um, I've just been thinking a lot about that lately is like how we exist within our intersections and how we um can like support each other yeah well what i'm interested in what you're doing is there's that nebulous of arts bar but now Mm -hmm. not only are you you're touring but you are running an arts foundation Mm -hmm. you are now at that stage where you're probably going to start being a mentor to folks working and what that means you know (laughs) yeah um so that interest as a representative of Kansas City, mm-hmm. the lit scene, that's really interesting to me to see someone who, uh, you know, there are a few folks who I think in the city that do that really well. Yeah. You know, Jose's one, Jeanette's one, mm-hmm. um, that really foster other creatives. Yeah. Like just getting their foot in. Well, I think the thing that's hard about, like, for me, learning how to be a mentor to people is, like, also understanding that I am still learning, that I don't know everything. Um, because for me, it's been really difficult to teach someone when I don't even fully know the lesson yet, <laughs> um, if that makes sense. But like being able to still have a conversation um, with what I do know is awesome because I just can like crack open that conversation and then see the different perspectives that kind of like fall inside that crack. Um, well, even leading by example, like, just say, I'm going to do this shit. I'm right. going to do this. Someone gave me an opportunity. I'm going to jump exactly. on Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I really just try to, like, not be a crappy person. <laughs> um, That's a good motto for life. Yeah. You know, just don't be an asshole. Um, at Arts Bar, we, like, have this big intro before we, um, like, have our open mics or our slams. And, like, the first thing that we say is just, like, don't be a dick. Um, it, like we try to keep it as simple as that. Um, it is as simple. It's fucking hard to get up there to begin with. Yeah. Like you why know, let be... a person have their time yeah. and if you don't like it, you don't like it. But <coughs> Yeah, the difficult thing though is that still somehow people can still be crappy even after saying that. Which has been like and I think that for me has been the most um, 
formative thing for me is like being able to kind of have this like this is might sound ridiculous but like having poise that I don't think that I had before um entering into like leadership positions because like it's very easy to get angry it's very very easy to get angry and to hear something that you don't like and to snap back with um anger and insensitivity and just like misunderstanding um but I've like really learned to like kind of again sit back listen hear what I'm uh like faced with and then like actually think before I speak (laughs) um which before poetry I don't think is something that I kind of had which might sound ridiculous it doesn't sound that ridiculous but I think a lot of that too is just where you're at in life I mean yeah. you're maturing yeah you know you say you're 24 mm-hmm. that and that's a weird time it where you're figuring time. shit out yeah 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 and I think that's like the thing that's been the most interesting to me is like going through this and also being surrounded by people that are much older than me um and still somehow ending up in like this leadership position. I can see like, oh man, that um, one really missed the boat <laughs> 20 years down the road. I mean, it's not even that. It's just part of me is like kind of this insecurity of like, why am I the person that's um, in this position um, when there are people who have been here much longer? But then understanding that like I'm doing the thing and just because other people like just I I'm still learning that confidence I think yeah. too um it was like being like I deserve to be here just as much as everybody else does yeah um and I think that that's the thing that I've seen all throughout the scene is like even someone that's like there was a guy that came to the slam that was like six years old and he was like I've never done this before I don't know what I'm doing but I'm here and I'm doing it anyway yeah. and we're like hell yeah you are that's amazing like do that be here um that's like what we want we want everybody to feel like that they can walk into the space and feel welcome no matter where you come from no matter what background you have um that's just like really what we strive for um and i think that we've been pretty successful thus far yep so what uh so what are your what are your long-term plans with all this shenanigans um got another book in you it's coming Slowly, cool. I've been applying to a lot of residencies and retreats um, to kind of have a space to like intentionally create because that's something that's really difficult for me. Um, sometimes is like having intention to create, um, and I feel like having a space that I can walk into with like, okay, I'm here to create. That, yeah. That would true. be very, very helpful. I got business um, to take care yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which like, not to say that I don't have that self-motivation cause I absolutely do. But like having that next level, I feel like would just be. Awesome. No, I have, uh, I've interviewed a couple other folks uh, and it's all the same story. Yeah. Like I went through a residency program that just changed my whole thought about what it meant to have. Right. A space. Yeah. And the other folks all say the same thing. Like just having that space right. puts your brain in a different mode. Yeah. To I'm here to do work. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the next step is uh, hoping for a residency. Um, and then just like uh, we officially have a team, um, officially, non-officially, have a team that is going to the National Poetry Slam. 
which is very, very exciting. That's super exciting. Congratulations. Uh -huh. It's the first time that Kansas City Poetry Slam has sent a team. Um, we have five of us on the team. It's super exciting. Um, it's also really terrifying because, like, a lot of the people that are in the slam scene right now are very new and, like, very young and have never done this before. Um, we only have one person on our team. Uh, well, we have two people on our team that have been to national events, but only one person on our team who has actually been on a national team, um, which is really, really amazing because it's like all these people who have never entered into this world are like now being immersed in it. Um, and like I've been to two to, uh, national events and they are terrifying <laughs> because you're like around the best of the best. Yeah. And it really, really challenges you, um, like, creatively and, honestly, emotionally. Because you're surrounded by, like, this caliber of work that is talking about really difficult subject matter. And so it's kind of like a shock at first. You walk into it and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> um, and so, like, really, we'll be training for the next, I say training, like, it's a marathon, but it feels like it a little bit... Um, so yeah, training for the next. How do four you months. train for slam? Huh. Uh, I've, and that's another one of those lessons that I'm still trying to learn myself. Uh, that's a um, really interesting. I I mean I, I assume it's you're practicing, you're laying down, you're doing yeah. it in front of audiences to make sure you're comfortable with yeah. how your delivery goes and getting feedback. Mm -hmm. It's more just like about uh, from from what I've gathered is like a feeling comfortable with your team, like being able to like not hold back on like that works, that does not work. Um, especially being able to tell someone if it doesn't work. Um, like being able to critique work and workshop work and um, not just be nice just because they're your teammate. Sure. Um, you know, but like being able to be like, mm, that line sucks, get rid of it. <laughs> um, I think that's important for any writer to go through. Like yeah. to understand what a criticism is versus exactly. an attack. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's the thing that I've really been seeing a lot is like, the lack of criticism within, uh, like, at least the community that I'm in. Like, we have these workshops, but um, it's only been within the past couple months where we've actually sat down and been like, mm, let's, like, chop this up and figure out how to make it better. Um, and that's been really amazing. So, yeah, training looks like being able to do that and being able to be comfortable with your teammates and also just, like, um, I guess I'm like kind of also, I'm learning the f format of like a slam poem almost, which I know sounds ridiculous, but like there's totally, there is totally a format to it. Um, and I don't even think so much in like a, a formula of like, you have to write exactly like this, but like going up on stage and like, um, just having, this is going to sound weird, but just, like, having confidence, like, learning the confidence, what it is to, like, go up there and, like, just kind of give it your best. Um, Would you say formula? Are you kind of talking, like, uh, the way that a slam poem is is structured to work as effectively as possible? There's, yeah. There's something yeah, there yeah. that... There, yeah, you find and, around the ones that are really working, uh -huh. like they all kind of share these tendencies. Yeah, and I've been really like kind of trying to deny that fact, but the more and more that I watch Slam and look at Slam uh, videos online, they're, they all have kind of a commonality. And the thing that's really interesting is we had a, uh, we had a Slam poet, her name's Devin Devine. She came and featured and workshopped with us uh, 
a couple weeks ago and she said something during her workshop. She was like, a slam poem is, is like the same format as a five paragraph essay. You have your thesis, you have like your three points to your thesis and then like the call to action. Um, and that's like the formula for a slam poem. That's really interesting. Is there anyone that you're aware of working in that modality that's, uh, that's trying to deconstruct that? Not that I know and of. successful but at it? Yeah. I mean, Interesting. I feel like every poem that I, every slam poem that I've heard falls some pretty close into that formula. Um, but I also am very, um, I am very pro not using that formula. I think that you can have a successful slam piece without that formula. I think you can have a successful poem. You can, a poem is whatever you want it to be. And I'm still trying to figure out like how, like what my voice and like what my quote unquote formula is or format or whatever. Um, Cause just because like something works for someone doesn't mean it's going to work for someone else. Well, hopefully you find it and it yeah. works and then yeah, you get yeah. rid of it and you start a new one and yeah. as you grow, yeah. those things change. Yeah. But yeah, I just have like a lot of tension within myself about this like idea of having like a formula for a poem and then like also being like, I thought this was about not having a formula. Well, <laughs> that's know? what's interesting to me about slam in general is that you are, in addition to making something and trying to get your mm -hmm. voice heard, your point across create this thing you're also trying to win yeah which is, which is so weird. frustrating yeah it's, it's a yeah. weird it's a weird that's a weird tension to me in itself it is a weird tension and i feel like that's why a lot of people are so against slam like i fight with it every single day um there are poets in this scene who despise it and i don't blame them it's like um one of the ways that uh someone i've heard uh, multiple people actually have described it as like a trauma off um like, let's see who can talk the most angry about their trauma <laughs> um, and who can get the most points about how horrible their story is. Um, and I really hate that narrative. Um, it's really frustrating to me because that just has a negative connotation. It's like, that's not what we're doing. We're sharing stories. Um, and it just so happens that a lot of the stories that we share are painful. Um, do involve trauma and like it sucks that we have created this game to put a score to it but um, you know you're right that's really that's really really weird i didn't even yeah. consider that but that is weird um yeah so it's like it is this weird like back and forth of like um we're like spilling our trauma out on a stage and then giving getting points for it. I but feel really, like I mean, most art is about exploring trauma yeah, anyway. That's right, what, but right, it's right. that the thing you hit on to me that like, oh God, yeah, there's a game to yeah. it. Yeah, but I think the thing that I try to deconstruct with that is that it does push us to become better writers. Yeah. It gives us a reason to, it, it opens up a space for critique. Um, if we get a 5.4, we can be like, okay, why did that get a 5.4? Yes, we might have read a poem about not believing in God and someone gave us a low score just because they believe in God. That has totally happened before. Um, you know, but then also there might be a situation in which you just performed a poem that you know gets good scores, but you may just have not performed it very well that night. And then that opens up a space to be like, okay, well, how can I improve next time? 
Um, so although the score thing kind of is frustrating and sucks a lot of the time, also I think it is a good tool to um, open up like a format. Or like you a, definitely get some immediate feedback. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt. You'll know right away if it hit or sunk. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah. So it's just like this weird balance of like not trying to compare your work to everybody else. Um, and understanding that like your work is valid and is important, no matter if your poem gets a two or if their poem gets a ten, like your work, no matter what, is still important. And like, I think part of the training for a slam team is understanding that is that you might enter into this national competition and just completely get the worst scores ever. And it's really hard sometimes to enter out of that and be like, well, why the hell am I even doing this if I'm not any good? Um, and that I think that's been the hardest thing that I've seen is like, you have to be able to separate the two. That is, you gotta, um, the motivation has to come from <coughs> within. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really, cause I think um, my, the last national event that I went to was Woman of the World Poetry Slam and we took um, a rep named Katie Claire. Um, she's an amazing, amazing writer. Um, but I don't think that I really prepped her for kind of the culture that the national scene has. It's like there, it's hard not to get up there and compare your work to other people who are getting scores that are higher or even lower than you. You know, it's like, it's just, it's a weird balance and it's like a weird world, but like it's a totally possible to come out of that. Um, like, people don't usually stay in slam for a reason. There are people that do stay in slam because they freaking rock at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they like have made an art out of it because it is an art form and it's a beautiful one and I do really love it. And I, I even personally want to get better at it. Um, but I also know that that's like not the only way to do poetry. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like the important thing for people to remember is like, it pushes you in a new way, but it's not the only way. Right. You know? So. Where uh, where are the the dates <coughs> and locations of your next few shows? Um. So this Thursday, I am in Portland uh, on April fifth. Then April eighth, I have my second show in Portland at po Portland Poetry Slam. Um, the first one is at Slamlandia. Um, so those are the two like slam scenes in Portland, and then after that. I have a show in Austin on April 13th at, um, it's called the Fresh Mint House. It's actually a poet um, named Kevin Burke. It's his house in Austin, Texas. Um, he does like house shows in his backyard and I actually saw um, a poet named Bill Moran do a house show back there and I was like, oh my God, I wanna do that. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> so yeah so then after that I am going to Bryan Texas um, for Mike Check Poetry um, which that is actually the first poetry slam scene outside of Kansas City that I ever walked into oh, neat. Um, so I'm really excited to feature there um, and then after that I will be at the Denver Mercury Slam April 22nd and I'm really really excited for that one are I'm you having a tour wrap up <coughs> here at home um, so I had a like tour kickoff um, which now probably makes sense. I should have had like a tour. Welcome back. But honestly, I am just probably going to come back and then Sleep. hibernate. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm probably just gonna like disappear and get rid of this cough that I clearly have and just not be sick all the time because touring really takes a lot on your body. I have one um, last question and I'll let you drink yeah. some water and stop talking. <laughs> Where can people find you online? Um, SamanthaSlupskyPoetry.com and uh, on Instagram at SamFromKC. Thank so, you for your time today. Yeah. I appreciate it. That was Samantha Slupsky. I would like to thank Sam for being sick and still talking with me. Sam's website, samanthaslupskypoetry.com. Her debut book, What Sits Between My Veins, available from EMP Press. You can find her at Twitter, Sam from KC Mo. Catch her on tour. She's all over the country, America. Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to be in touch, you can shoot an email over to litkcpod at gmail.com. Thanks to Is You Is or Is You Ain't for the music. Thanks to my fingers for obeying my wishes to not pet this sleeping cat. Ah, I'm going to pet the damn cat.